Testing. I'm sorry. Testing. Testing. One, two, three. Good Lord. Ahoy hoy. Welcome to the Q&A episode of season four. This will be the last episode of the season. My wife and I feel like we covered the mishmash of my emotional baggage that we wanted to cover. And so we thought we'd take a little break and you'll see how we kind of do our own variant of Q&A because of our failures to get cues. And yeah, that's about it. Feel free to send me a note through the various internet channels if you um, have any comments. One way to find me is just to type failedwriter.xyz in your browser. Uh, by the way, the the reading that we talked about in the last episode, it went fine. Um, my stage fright was completely gone when I went on stage. Turns out I was just nervous for the three months building up to getting on stage, But when I was on stage, I just loved yammering about all my problems. So I didn't expect that. That was nice. Okay, so let's get on with the Q&A. Oh, crap. I have to go. My chicken nuggets are ready in the toaster. All right, so today is the Q&A episode where we get questions from our audience. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh, We talked about this weeks ago. We had weeks to prepare for it. Yes. How how did we do? How many questions do we have from our audience? Virtually none. I think actually literally none. Oh, figuratively none. <laughs> uh, you at least reached out to somebody, but we we didn't hear yeah, back fast enough. That's true. Um, and I failed to even reach out. I was going to reach out to Jackie as well as just put it out there on the Facebook, and I did none of that stuff. So... We're going to have to make up our own Q&A. First off, I don't have a boogie, right? No boogies. You've got that look in your eyes like my husband has a boogie. No, I don't. Okay. So I just made up some questions. Okay. So maybe we could use that. Did you ask questions you wanted to answer or did you ask the questions you don't want to answer? It's a mixture. This is to the wife of this couple. Why aren't your problems in this? Are you scared to share your problems? That's a leading question. (laughs) When you ask if I'm scared, I as a person tend to be less revealing of my own problems than you are. I mean, the way people describe that about themselves is like, I'm a private person. Yeah, it's because I don't really want to air my problems on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it is a weird thing to do. And I think we've mentioned a few times before that... I kind of have this weird exhibitionist element where I like to just like, you know, go up to somebody at dinner that I've just met and go, let me tell you the seven things that worry me the most or the things I'm insecure about. Or so I'm, you know, so I'm more comfortable doing that in this setting, but we're both intrigued enough about like the human condition to like turn whatever problem we bring to the table. We both are kind of curious about turning that over. Yeah. And so it seemed, at least this season, it was convenient just to use my spaggage. My, it was convenient to just use my baggage. Your spaggage. My spaggage. What are you going to call it spaggage? Thank, thanks for making that previous thing I said uneditable <laughs> now that you've turned it into a joke. That first question was a, you know, a leading question that we kind of knew the answer to. This is an actual question that I'm wondering is... We've never talked about me being a narcissist at all out of, you know, we talked about many of my conditions, obsessive thinking, 
anxiety, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think I'm a narcissist fully, but I have some qualities that every now and then I wonder, do I have a narcissistic quality? Not the kind where you show off how great you are, but I can't stop talking about how insecure I am. So I guess the real question is, do you think I have some narcissistic tendencies? That's interesting because you have been, I don't know if a former therapist of yours proposed that or you just had a friend that had read, do you remember there was a book that talked about narcissism? Vagally. Yeah, this is back. Over 10 years ago. Yeah. And you had the book and I think I read the section that you wanted me to look at in it that you narcissistically asked me to look at and ask if I thought it was about you. And did it say at the top, like, if your partner has made you read this, <laughs> they are a narcissist. Right. That was the, that's the, that was the first clue. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't have the... You didn't get to do your research. I didn't get to do my research, and I don't know all the criteria that makes someone a narcissist. But one of the things about narcissism that has stuck with me is that at the... At the base of narcissism is a profound insecurity, but such a huge insecurity that it's intolerable to look at. Yeah. You know, you got, you got some insecurity, although you, you turn that over all the time. Like, you are really focused on your own projects, part of which, I mean, part of that makes you very disciplined and great at getting stuff done. But? I don't know, but you're focused on the family. As well. I, you know, one thing I feel like, I don't know if this counts, but I feel like I'm almost narcissistic in the sense that I forgot where I remember reading about someone. Maybe it was the book about the autistic man who was talking about he'd have to remind himself, like, how to react when his wife did blah, blah, blah. He'd have to remember. You're talking about the book, The Journal of Best Practices? Yes, this is an interesting and funny book. It's about a man who realizes he has Asperger's and then is just kind of researching what it means to be relational. And I think he does perceive he's got some good advice to give. But my one of my favorite, one of the things that sticks with me is he is with his wife in the car and he write, like writes down a note for himself like, do not change the radio station when my wife is singing along to a song. Nice. Like, but he doesn't, he didn't know that before. Yes, that's a such a good example, a revealing example about. So I, I think I have a little bit of that quality with narcissism sometimes, where I'm like, just because I'm obsessed with Assassin's Creed origins, and I'm in, I'm in ancient Egypt, I sometimes have to step out of like. The whole world doesn't revolve around this one thing I'm obsessed over. And there's something similar to narcissism there where I'm just so fixated on my thing. Yeah, like your your default setting is whatever your various things are. Yeah, the, the big book launch, I was so consumed with that, you know, for the weeks up leading up to that. Some of that you could say is excusable for short-term uh, events. Yeah. But I still think I have that. I have to remind myself every now and then. So I don't know if that fits into narcissism, but it's, it's in, it's somewhere in that family. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. uh, I don't know whether it goes, if the category obsessive thinking kind of includes that, that you are 
you know, you're, you are better able to be focused on something than I am. And, you know, people also talk about this with men and women, that women do more multitasking and that men, you know, have more, just even historically have more like focus on a a job where, you know, yeah, I don't know if that's narcissism. Yeah. Once again, it comes back to obsessive thinking as a I don't know. So, like, let's use an example. Today's um, the hottest day that's happened in Portland so far this year. And so... um, Do you mean, like, sexy hot or temperature hot? No, temperature hot. Okay. You know, we live in a house, and the house is surrounded by plants, and plants are stressed by heat. Tell me your thoughts about the plants in the yard. Well, uh, one thing I find very interesting is the uh, marginal analysis flowering. (laughs) That's not a. That's not a thing. Uh, is and uh, um, and our kale is very ripe. No, we we didn't grow kale. And uh, I believe our blueberry trees are coming in nice. Oh, uh, we don't have trees. Uh, and blueberries don't grow on trees. I was setting you up for another. Well, actually, I mean tall bushes sometimes, oh, okay. but we have we actually like dwarf blueberries. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, so so are you pointing out to the audience that I don't know anything about our backyard? Oh, I, I'm um, I'm using a, it as an example, like, you know, not only is it not an area of interest for you, but it hasn't occurred to you. Yeah, I feel like the plants, they're old enough to fend for themselves. Yeah, it's untrue. It's it, it, This is what you call helicopter gardening, what you're doing. <laughs> you need to just let them grow themselves. <laughs> Right? I mean, they do a great job most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally not conscious of what happens back there. Every now and then, uh, there's a little blip that goes up in my head, like, is, I don't know what blip in my head means, but there's something that crosses my mind, which is, is this a narcissistic quality? Yeah. I guess my question is, does it get challenged sometimes by things in our life where you get kind of reminded, like, yeah, we're not all concerned about that thing, and actually your attention is required over here? Yeah, I have to readjust. Yeah. I can't think of a specific example, but I know sometimes I have to readjust, like, okay, paying the taxes needs to be done. I need to put this other thing on pause. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I don't know, you know, again, we would have to do more research about narcissism, but I, I always thought one of the issues is that there you're not able to reflect on your behavior so well. And I, I do look at myself, like I turn the camera around and realize what I'm doing and readjust. So it's like clearly not a a very severe case. Like it's not a personality disorder that you have. Yeah. It's just there's a bit of that quality and I just have to check myself every now and then. Yeah. One of the interesting things about I think the way things work in our relationship is there are some things that I know you're obsessed about, like specific things related to our kid. And so it's almost like we each have an area of anxiety about something, and so you'll get something done on a faster loop than that it's anxious for me. And so it's kind of like, oh, I know he'll deal with that because... He, he'll be more worried about it. Yeah. Like if there's something that needs uh, a math lesson that needs to be yeah. uh, discussed, I can I will do that. Yeah. Oh, this is a great question from a member of our audience. You're like, this is a great question that I made up. (laughs) Uh, So now that you're no longer talking about marital issues, you know, that was more season one. But now that you're no longer talking about marital issues, does that mean you fixed all of your marital problems? (laughs) Or at least this is the outside, the person outside our marriage asking Asking, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, it would be, why aren't we still dissecting marital stuff? Isn't that crazy that we did that? I mean, I'm scared to listen to it. <laughs> to see where we were. Like uh, what we talked about, I don't know why, it just seems, I'm still every now and then surprised. Like when we, when I learned that our 25-year-old kid listened to that episode, that season, I was super nervous, like, oh shit, what did we talk about? Who knows what we were doing Yeah, uh, on the mic? I think that um, that we still have some issues, but that in the day-to-day, things have been feeling really great, where they... We used to have more of a tumultuous kind of feeling. Yeah. I mean, when we talked about our marriage the first time, we just stumbled into it because you had a you wanted to do a podcast um, <laughs> asking me what it was like to be married to a, a neurotic, narcissistic writer type. And then we had a bunch of discussion from that. And part of what was interesting about it, I think, for us, is that there were discoveries that we made by talking to this third entity that was crazy. Like, we'd come up to the attic thinking we were going to talk through something very simple and easy easy to talk through, and shit would come up that we one of us would not expect, or both of us wouldn't expect. And then we'd have to work through our baggage yeah. on the mic yeah. or off the mic. It didn't, like, our sex life wasn't awesome on podcast recording days. No, actually, sometimes we did get closer, but sometimes we struggled and had to work through some stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I think that I think that there's still the potential for that to happen. Yeah. But we would have to, one of us would have to decide, okay, I am having some feelings about something, and so we're just more likely to discuss it in person than we were then, I think. Yeah. Right. It'd be harder for us to get surprised on the mic because nowadays we're talking more off the mic about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. The the podcast was like our couple's counselor for that year. Yes. Also, I don't like to reveal things. Oh, right. See, question one. Oh, wow. I really phoned in this uh, this next question. This is unanswerable. What did, what was I thinking? This question is, why are we doing this stupid thing? <laughs> I think what I meant was, like, what's the point of this season, maybe? I don't know if that's such an interesting question. Well, do you have an answer for it? Well, it was twofold. Uh, one, I knew I had a book coming out. Instead of doing some of this traditional promotional stuff, I just thought, like, let's just talk through all my emotions. And even though I knew... It wouldn't like help sell books, really, to do the podcast. I also love the idea of kind of replacing awkward promotional stuff that I wasn't comfortable with, with just talking through stuff that's related loosely to the book. So I thought, oh, we have all these cool emotional things that I've already been wanting to talk talk through with you. Yeah, Let's just put a mic in front of us, podcast our way through it. <laughs> Yeah. I figured I could sell you on it just because I knew you'd be interested in talking through the emotional stuff as well and be providing the more concrete information. <laughs> well, and I do think that we had that feeling of kind of discovery that makes it interesting to do a podcast that something 
we don't fully know exactly where things are going. And I felt like we stumbled across some interesting stuff, just even what I think about your mental health stuff and like your own perception of it. And, you know, there's some some place where there is some discovery there. And to, yeah. me, to me, that's what feels juicy. I also thought it was interesting you said your lawyer would like to have some of this stuff recorded oh, just in nice. case. Right, nice. So, okay, that's... That's it that for was, that joke. That was my line. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Sorry. I, Your, I don't, Honor, I didn't Your have Honor, a, please look at, listen to this episode if you want to understand. If you will refer to yeah. podcast episode 43. Nice. Uh, one question I had is, what what's an area we'd like to explore next? And I don't think we know uh, what's next. You know, I, I knew we set out to do a few of these emotional things of mine uh, but I don't think we have a specific agenda so I think we're going to probably take a break until something cool rises to the surface yeah or we got to figure out whether it rises to the surface or whether we rake up the silt at the bottom of Whoa. the lake or it, it, someone lights a match under their pants <laughs> let's stick with <laughs> like, your metaphor clean. keep it clean <laughs> yeah I think I do. It does somehow feel like it's um, like we need to find another topic yeah. or yeah. area. Were you jealous that Jackie took over at season two and three? <laughs> Is that a sincere question? No, but you know, one thing I think I edited out of the last episode um, a little bit. No, I don't think we need to talk about that, actually. I was just kind of wanting to talk through how there isn't any baggage there. Yeah. But maybe that's not a necessary subject. Yeah, I mean, I can answer that question, and then you can decide. Okay. Um, I wasn't jealous that she took over those seasons, um, partially because I, I stood down and asked you to find someone else to do it, <laughs> because I didn't feel I had the bandwidth. Was it... The, the tip-off for me was when you said, find your own fucking podcast wife. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> but, you know, it's it was interesting to see you working on it with someone else. And I don't think I was jealous, but I think sometimes it just was interesting to see, like, oh, you're doing that with someone else, and I could have done that. But then when you guys would say stuff like, that took us five hours of editing together to do that episode, I would think, whew, whew. That was intense, like... I think Jackie would come over every weekend for like four or five hours and we'd just be editing up in the attic. Yeah. And it was just brutal. And, you know, I don't feel like we ever got it perfect, but we were getting better and better. But we knew we didn't have the number of hours to do it as perfectly as we wanted. So we're like, if we do it for 20 hours this month, we'll get it close enough. Yeah. See, I prefer to farm out the editing. Yeah, you farmed it out to me. Okay, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much to say there, except, you know, y'all have a sweet relationship. Yeah. Disconnected from podcast matters. So. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Now, here's an interesting question from an audience member. <laughs> Is it true that you love open world games, and what would you like to say about that? <laughs> uh, um... 
I do like to make jokes about open world games how, because forget, how do you tease me? I forgot. Oh, it's because when you were really obsessed with Breath of the Wild and you talked about it, you'd be like, "It's this amazing open world game." And then it got to where I think we would just like pop that in, because we knew it was part like part of your obsession and. You know, it wasn't making fun of you. It was just, you know, something so delightful to you or part of your obsession that it was fun to kind of pad that into conversations. How would you do it? You would just be like, this drink is kind of like an open world game. Yeah, or I can't. Really. Uh, you really have to be there. You have to, <laughs> it's in the moment. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, too, so. why don't you go? Okay. I'm curious how it feels to you to end the season. Well, maybe I have a few emotions with about that. One is I truly did feel like we had come to the conclusion of what we set out to do. So, you know, I knew I wanted to start with obsessive thinking, partly because I knew it's on your mind a lot. And I just think it's a really interesting topic that I sure didn't understand the nature of. And by definition, it's on your mind a lot, too. I could not stop thinking about it. I don't know what you call that feeling uh, where I just can't let it go. Uh, So I knew I wanted to start with that. And I knew I wanted to take some pit stops along the way, talking about anxiety and other uh, foreboding and things like So I had a few rough ideas in mind of where this could go. And I felt like we had run that course you know the even the stage fright one was a little bit of a stretch for us because it was sort of basically like elements of some of the other things we talked about but yeah i felt like we had done that so i feel like in that sense i'm glad we are taking a little break to kind of reset and see what comes next but in a way i'm also kind of sad because i like this ritual of ours like i feel like we enjoy talking this way and something different happens when we we're being recorded and so i think it's kind of fun to experience that yeah but it's it, it takes some it takes work even these lightly edited episodes take me a number of hours and so maybe it's a little bit nice to take a break yeah yeah so i have mixed feelings about it i think part of what was interesting about the material we were talking about kind of running its course and where you say the stage fright didn't have as much stuff again there's this feeling of like whether it has energy or not and part of that i think is this sense of discovery somehow that it's like i i'd be willing and i think you are too to go on talking about this but it ran out of energy and that's kind of a that's just an interesting thing like i'm still willing to be there but it just you know it's kind of like we have to be able to discover something yeah and uh, you need to. I think we need to pick our topics for that discovery. I interrupted you, though. Yeah, that's all right. Since I feel like I don't want to show off, but that we can kind of bullshit our way with stuff on the spot, that it would be interesting to have questions that, like, even though these are canned questions that I. Don't tell anyone, but I wrote these questions. But if we did get questions from outside, it might be interesting to see what that sparks and what we discover. Uh, It's probably – that's a riskier path because we don't know what's coming in advance. But the discovery element would probably be potentially good there. So all that to say is I think we do have more stuff to mine, but I think it needs to have a different theme than this season, which was just my current – collage of emotions yeah yeah my last question is very vague 
And I know you love yeah. vague, open-ended yes, questions. Yes, I do love. I hope it's conceptual. Please don't let it yeah. be concrete. Conceptual, and it has a few cliched expressions that don't mean anything any longer. Perfect. Any final words? <laughs> How do we want to unplug the mic from this season? Yeah. Well, it was fun to come up here with you. And since for me, it's been, you know, I took a jump of seasons. It feels really different to be up here because it's eight years later. So things are dirtier up here. I think they're cleaner, actually. Oh, yeah, actually, I am cleaner yeah. than I used to be. You have less of that little kind of construction paper hay that you made at one point <laughs> with the shredder that uh, laying around the room. I feel like I, there's more of me to bring to the table instead of just... I don't know. It's interesting to perceive the feeling that's different in doing it. Yeah. I, one thing that was interesting, the, the dynamic is different because previously it was very symmetrical in the sense that we were talking about our marriage as two members of the marriage. And so there was a perfect symmetry to it. You know, here's your baggage. Here's my baggage. Here's We're here. The roles are a little different in the sense that one is pointing the lens mostly at me. You're coming to the table with some actual understanding of therapy as a therapist. And so it's kind of fun to see how that changes changes it. You know, when you step in and say, actually, the cri- there's four criteria for this thing. Hmm. You're bringing in something I can't say. That's not true. There's three here. You know? Right. Anyway, but it was just kind of fun that we shook up the scenario and we were each different experts in different areas. Like I was the expert at what is not editable. No, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what my expertise was. You're, you're the expert on yourself. Oh, yeah. I know what I was feeling. <laughs> and you know how to talk about that. Anyway, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, did you answer the question? Any final words? Yeah. Oh, no. You know, I, I appreciate the people who did go along for the ride. And, you know, shit. Wow. Let me try it again. And it was kind of fun doing it without any expectations. Like, I just wasn't worried about the numbers. Yeah. You know, I would look to see how many downloads there were a little bit, but I just didn't really get too stuck on that stuff. And so it was, I don't know, it was just kind of fun just to think of it as, hey, we're going to learn something out of this and maybe a few other people will. So those aren't really final words, are they? Yeah. You know, we talked about something earlier today, you know, something you've been thinking about and something that's on my mind that's about like why people create things. And, you know, Joanna Rose told me at a party one time when I asked her that she writes to explain herself to herself, which was a really compelling reason to me for someone to write. And I think that that's here too. Like, this is interesting to me when our conversation is interesting to us. Well, thanks so much for joining us along this weird, winding, quirky path. Yeah, thank you. Bye.